Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do that, Lord, all the days of our life, God. We're going to stop for you. You're the one who is the one. And we're going to stop for the one in front of us, God. We just thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise. You are worthy of it all. And we thank you, Jesus. Lord, take these next few minutes, Lord, and just multiply what you want to do. Holy Spirit, you know when the plane's leaving and you know everything that's going on. So I just give you glory. I give you glory because you're a God who can do, whoa, miraculous things in just one minute. So I want you guys just to take hands, everybody across this place, this family, just take hands and just start praying in the Spirit. Say, Lord, do whatever you want to do, Lord. Just do it. Keep doing it, Lord. Keep doing it, Lord. Just pray. Pray for the one on your right. Pray for the one on your left. Say, Holy Spirit, crash in on this place. Holy Spirit, crash in on my neighbor, God. Let her, let him know they're a son. Let him know they're loved. Let him see your eyes, Daddy God. Let him see your heart, sweet Yeshua. Lord, Holy Spirit, possess them, God. I want you to pray, not just wimpy prayers. I want you to pray with fire. Whoa! I want you to pray with passion. I want you to pray like you actually believe that God's going to answer whatever it is that you pray for, for the right person on your right. That not, not just a whatever. No, no. I want you to pray. I want you to pray with, with power. Like Andy said, a love that has grit. I say a love that has teeth. I want you to pray that kind of prayer for the one on your right. And then the one on your left. Come on, shake a robo saya. Lord God, I thank you for covenant. I thank you for family. I thank you for love. I thank you for the spirit of adoption. I thank you, God. Hey, I want you to just keep praying. Okay, and I want to read. Oh, I want you to just keep praying, but now pray quietly or silently. And just hear the word of the Lord. Isaiah 61. For the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair, and he will be called oaks of righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen? Amen. Yeah, well, this is going to be a fast message just because of planes uh, that's taken off, because I'm heading off in, um, yeah, less than half an hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was praying about what to share, and I heard Isaiah 61. 
And then I heard about the spirit of adoption, and I said, okay, how, do the, how does that all work together? And I feel like it has to do with, um, with the whole Go conference and this merger and Caleb Company and Iris and Legacy and, and um, your, your amazing fellowship and all your generosity, and it just all works together. Are we saying yes to going? About half of you. Are we saying yes to going? All right, how do we want to go? See, it's, we're all saying, yeah, we want to go, we want to go, but how are we going to go? We're going to go as orphans or we're going to go as sons? We're going to go as orphans or sons and daughters. Big difference. I've been on the field with my husband and our kids for 36 years. And we're there and we're pouring our lives out. We're loving it. And it's a joy. But I'm telling you, when people go out of a need to be needed, it's a scary thing. But when they go as sons and daughters, it's a whole nother thing. Because it doesn't matter how hard it is. They're like, yeah, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. God loves me. Rocks can be flying. You can be pelted with rocks. You can be beaten. You can be thrown in jail. You can have your tongue cut off, which our dear family has had. But you do not give up because you have this understanding of whose you are. So we want to establish the fact again that we're all going, whether it's across the street, which is very, very much in need of salvation, or whether it's across the planet. You're all going. And, and there's not, a, I don't think God has a, a bigger prize for someone that goes a bigger distance. I think that anyone who goes and shines for him gets the same reward. Whether you're going to the nursery, whether you're going to take care of your five kids, whether you're going across to an unreached people group, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it unto the Lord with all your might, the reward is the same. And I feel like God wants to let you know that because some of you are like, I just live in Tennessee. I just live in Tennessee. And um, we do. I mean, you do. I don't. You do. I'm flying out. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I have a little piece of Tennessee because my, my grandbaby was born in Tennessee. So I'm going to always hold Tennessee dear in my heart. I was like, Tennessee? What are you, what are you doing? Why are they going to have a baby in Tennessee? I mean, they could have a baby anywhere in the world. What are they doing? Tennessee. I really thought that, I, I must admit. And I had, to, I had to wait for this baby, and I was agitated because I, I, I would never miss it, right? So there I was, and I drove up to their house, and my kids, of course bought a real fixer-upper. It was a fixer-upper indeed with no floor in the kitchen. I mean, it was a real fixer-upper. And I'm, I'm a, a bit of a perfectionist, so I wanted to fix it. And they have pictures of me with a spoon trying to fix their driveway thing, their, you know, passageway and make it flat so nobody would, would fall. And the only tool I had was a spoon, and I'm digging up there, you know, trying to make it 
okay. And Christy caught me and took a picture. So there I am, and I'm not even in Nashville. Nashville at least has, you know, Nashville. You think of art. I'm, I'm in Knoxville. I'm thinking, I'm in a ville. Sweet Jesus, what am I doing in Knoxville? I had an attitude. I, I hid it well, but I'm admitting it today. And I'm in Knoxville. God, I don't, I don't know about Knoxville. What am I doing in Knoxville? Why didn't they have the baby in Laguna, you know? We, we, we could have done something there. And... and uh, no, they want to be in Knoxville. And I was confused by it. I really was. But I was like, whatever. And I had to cancel some conferences. Um, one of them was like 20,000 people. It was a challenge, you know. But I was okay, okay. So we're there and we're waiting for the baby. Like all of you are waiting for the baby. You're all waiting for the baby. You all had so many prophecies in, in Nashville, in Tennessee, and in this church. For Lord have mercy, you're all bent down with so many prophetic words over this place. There's some signature from Don Potter, Mr. Prophetic Singer, uh, over there. I mean, you got prophecies like this, and you're this pregnant, and you're just like, sweet Jesus, when's it going to happen? What, what's going on? Well, there's some part of the prophecy just happened as these two congregations merged as one and just and just became one as a sign as a sign about the inheritance and covenant of the Lord it's all about the babies it's all about the birthing it's all about this process of of birthing of seeing the sons and daughters coming into the family of birthing the miraculous, whatever God put inside of you. What you just saw today was, was a, a beautiful thing, an overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, where he spoke to one congregation and another congregation. He said, come together as one, as a sign unto the Lord, that there will be birthing and birthing and birthing and birthing of souls. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And he has anointed you to bring good news to the poor. The poor of all socioeconomic backgrounds. The poor who drive Lexus and BMWs and the poor who drive old rattle track trucks or my poor who walk barefoot in the mud. All of you are called to preach good news to the poor. How will you go? How will we go out of this place, out of this house? We're going to get in this place, and we're going to buy oil. This, is a, this house is a house of oil. It's a house of wine. It's a house of presence. It's a house. It's a house. It's a well. And although it felt like the well was stopped up a little bit, there's a well in this house. And the Lord's just, even as the two groups came together as one, I feel like this well's just going to spring up. Oh, spring up a well within my soul. It's just going to spring up and flow out onto the streets. This is a powerful thing. But sometimes when we're about to go through a birth, we don't understand the process. 
So you're going to birth something out of this union. You're going to birth more and more of revival, what God wants in Tennessee and for the nations. You're going to birth that Isaiah 61 promise. That's what this is about. It's about birthing. It's about you becoming who you're called to be. But as that happens, we don't always like the process. How many of you are pregnant? I mean, literally, women only. Raise your hands, please. <laughs> pregnant. Okay, there, there are one, two, three, four, five, and there are kids all over. Yes! You let them run around. I love kids. Shakaraba. We have kids. We've got a couple thousand kids in our church, okay? So don't worry about kids. That's just the front part of our church. They run around like insane. It's not quiet at all. It's just like nuts, but it's wonderful nuts. We 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 used to not take them out at all, but we finally heard if you want to hear the message at all, you know. <laughs> so they worship with us and they do cartwheels and scream and all that and then then they go out and then they come back. It's awesome. But I love kids. So Here it is. There are two births that I want to talk to you about. Two births, because some of them are really quick. How many of you all have had a quick, painless birth? Raise your hand. That is so, I love this. This is my favorite. Like, one of you raised it, and then you put it down. You're like, I cannot lie in church. She did. She did. She's like, how, what number was it? Number two. That's awesome. I love it. You should lay hands on all these women. That is so awesome. I had a spiritual daughter, and the first time she had a baby, it took over 30 hours, and it was like, it was crazy. And of course, we're in a little tiny room in Mozambique, and a little tiny room, there's cobwebs up there. In fact, when I saw that video, I'm like, oh, my neck looks so bad. And I remember I'd been eat, bitten by a flesh-eating spider, and uh, it, it, it um, totally was eating all the flesh. It's a little white spider. I sleep in the bush, you know. And that thing had eaten away at my flesh and swelled up my neck. So that's what you saw there on the video. So anyway, thank you, Jesus. It's better now. <laughs> Whoa, that was a trip. Anyway, whew, it was a trip. Flesh-eating spider. The pain was beyond anything I've ever experienced. More than childbirth, flesh-eating spider. Oh. Anyway, I didn't have the painless childbirth, but shakarab, I did get the babies. That's all that matters. So I want to tell you about the one where, okay, the 30, 30 hour plan, you know, that, that happens. And I was there with her and I'm her, her mom. So I was in, in the bed and I would fall asleep and then she'd go into labor and then she'd squeeze my hand and I'd pray and then I'd fall asleep. And we had um, sterile equipment on the bed and I kicked it off because I'm not a quiet sleeper. So I kicked off the sterile equipment in this little room with a spider webs buff, hopefully not flesh-eating spiders. Who knows? I mean, they're everywhere. And I just like, oh, anyway, took 30-some hours. And finally, this baby comes out, and he's my grandson, Micah. And she married. It's, an, it's a funny family thing. It's like when you hear about 
at Caleb Cumping and Iris getting married, it's like, that's cool. That's kind of cool. But then you heard we also married Bethel. That's like, that's cool. But it's not weird. Is that polygamy? What are, what, what's going on? Well, this is even weirder because my, my son, my adopted son, married my spiritual daughter. And I was the bridesmaid. I was the mom of the bride. I was the mom of the groom. And I was also the pastor in their wedding. <laughs> So I was dancing down, throwing flowers as the flower girl because they didn't show up and my suitcase didn't either. So I'm wearing like a black shift, flowing flowers. There I am. It's a wedding and I'm trying to keep my sweet girl from crying because uh, his family, uh, her family didn't know her or care and her mom already died and her dad didn't care and didn't believe in cross-cultural marriages and so the whole thing was a little challenging and I'm flowing flowers and saying, praise Jesus, we're going to make this fun. This is a great wedding. Hooray! I'm the mom of the groom and the mom of the bride and the flower girl and the pastor yes and now I'm going to deliver their first baby hallelujah that's family and and that's family that's what family does you just step into whatever spot you've got you know flower girl spot all right I mean I was the oldest flower girl they'd ever seen but there I was you know I was joyful flowing petals throwing them around let's have joy and so I gave birth to this son Mike I didn't I mean I helped I felt like I did you know midwife. Uh, so I lift him up to Jesus. It's so awesome. And he's a most beautiful kid. And I always tell him he's my favorite grandson. And I, I always tell him, I think it's okay. You can have favorites. And I, I might say to another one another day, but you know, he, I always tell him and he knows it. He's like, yeah. So then his brother's going to be born. And I said uh, about the brother, I said, uh, you know, I need this to happen faster. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for this, this delivery, and it's not happening. Like, you guys wait and wait for all the promises, all the prophetic words that you've had over Tennessee, over the nations. You wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you're like, whoa, we're so pregnant. Ah, sweet Jesus. We know Isaiah 61. We've read it, and we've read it, and we've read it to death, and we're ready. Unless you're that woman back there. She didn't feel it. Just waiting. And then it's coming. And then you're like, no, don't want that. Don't want that. Go back. Stop. And there's no going back. Once the, that, that, that process starts, there's no stopping it. It's going to happen. It might take 30 hours. It might take 36 hours. It might take 40 hours. It might take half an hour. But it's going to happen. Yeah. That which God promised in this city is going to happen. So you've got to take a hold of those promises, read them all, find them, find out all the words that have been over this house, over this little house. There have been so many words because I'm seeing I'm a seer and I can see them. That you guys, especially now that you've come together as one, you are literally going to walk around like this. 
with all your words. We are so pregnant with what God has promised us. And then you've got the Caleb company coming in. You've got the Israel piece. He suddenly got it. He leaned over to me and says, I've never even been there, but we need to sow into Israel. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so now he's got that piece. And oh, sweet Jesus. What are we going to do with that piece? We're walking around. We're wondering what's going to happen. Second experience with my son and my daughter. He's my son. He's my, he's my African son. The daughter is an American, and they're mine. And so now they're going to have a second child, right? So I said to the Lord, and I said to my daughter, my spiritual daughter, I said, sweetheart, we don't have time for a 30-hour labor because I have to catch a plane. And uh, see, I've got to do it again. So this is the perfect message for y'all. So I said, I've got I've to catch a plane, hon, so we're going to have to have this baby quick. She said, I want to. You know, I really do. And I'm in the office with my son. He's on, he's on my leadership team, too. And I'm sitting there with, with my son. I said, son, we, we need this baby to come. And uh, because I've got to fly out in like an hour. But now it's, no, I've got to leave here in like seven minutes max. So I said, sweetheart, we're going to have to really uh, pray now for this, uh, for this to happen quickly because I have to dedicate that child to the Lord. I mean, I was the flower girl. And I was the mom. I am the mom. I'm the mom of both of y'all. And I'm also the grandmother of, of Micah. And, and I'm going to be the grandmother of this next child. We didn't, I mean, we don't have all your tools here that you have. So we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. But I actually knew it was a boy, but I, zippy naboka. Anyway, I said, I need to be able to dedicate this, this child. And I have to leave. So I called my husband. I said, "Hun, do you think you could get a permit to fly me out in our, in our bush plane? And he said, no, it's impossible. We can't get you a permit. So I called back and I said, okay, Katie, you're going to have to have this baby quick because Roland can't get a permit in time to fly our bush plane. So we're gonna have, we only got like, I've got less than an hour. She said, well, I just went into labor. I don't know what I can do about it. I'm, I'm just, I really want it to come quick. So I said, don't worry, sweetie, I'm going to come on over there. So I got in my truck, and I drove to their house. This time, thank you, Jesus, we helped them build a bigger house. Shakaraba. You already know you need a bigger house, but this is great for now. It's just, you know, you need a bigger house. But it's great. You thank God for the room. You thank God for what he gives you. You thank him, thank him, thank him. Never despise small beginnings. Never despise little groups in the living room. Never despise what you start with. You just give glory to God. You thank him. You fall on your knees. You worship. You just say, this is the biggest miracle we've ever seen. Oh, shakaraba. When I remember when my kids got their houses, like this is a miracle. It's perfect. You know, the walls are falling down. There's no floor. The, the water doesn't work, but it's a miracle. See, gratefulness does a huge thing for the heart of God. If you don't have gratitude, Attitude, you don't understand Isaiah 61. You don't understand your call, your destiny, none of it. I want to read another scripture. Ephesians. Sheikh Araba. It has to do with an inheritance 
And it says, we've been chosen before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely gives to the one he loves. So what have we been chosen as? I just read it. What? Sons and daughters, right? So do we have a purpose? Do we have an Isaiah 61 purpose? All of us. Or is it just for a few? Just the ones that go to Ethiopia, Somalia, Mozambique. Or is it all of us? What about, what about if you're called to go take care of the, the children in the, in the nursery school? Your, your calling is just as great, seriously, because you're called to shine wherever you are. You're called to be a light, to be a burning light. And all of you are pregnant with something, pregnant with miraculous something from God. And the more you spend in the glory, the more he will put inside of you and he will be sure to bring it to pass. But you must not abort. Never, never abort. You're the first generation that ever had legal, it's okay to decide if we're going to keep this child or not. And it's passed on into the church. God touches people. God overshadows people. God zaps people with his glory. And then they, they shake, rattle, and roll. And then they abort. Because it's just too challenging to carry that promise. You're also not called to miscarry. You're called to carry what God put inside of you. Every word God put in you when he moved you here. Everything God said to you. When this merge happened, this beautiful merge and that gift and that sacrificial just laying down and, and all these elders here just saying yes to something so radical. Do you understand? It's radical. They could have at least sold it to somebody. But no, no, no. They wanted legacy. They wanted legacy. They didn't want to just turn it over to somebody. They wanted legacy. What you got is legacy. So the, the baby didn't die. Yeah. That's the powerful thing. That what you did, when you did this, the baby didn't die. The baby lives. And now the baby has even more parents. Do you understand what you did was so powerful and so biblical, and God is so pleased with y'all, so pleased. The baby didn't die. Shekaraba, the promises didn't die. The prophetic words didn't die. No, no, no. He just watered them as, as you all merged, as you all came together. He just poured like, a, like an Ezekiel 47 river, just a river, river, river. And he said, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. Because if you hadn't listened, you would have miscarried my promise for this place. God actually cares about places. He cares about places, about seeds, about all the intercession, all the tears that have been on this altar. He cares about all the tears, about all the intercession, and it's all touched his very heart. And as you merged, as you came together, it's like there's something about it that says to the Lord, 
We're going to carry every promise to full term. We will not miscarry. We will not give up. We will not have a stillbirth. We will not abort. And God is very, 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 very pleased with what just happened here. Make no mistake about it. It's not a little thing. I know you know that, especially with $2 million. Like, oh, oh, wow, wow, that's a lot of money. But what's $2 million if you compare it to a child? To a child to the promises of God, to the prophetic words, to the souls that he's about to bring into his kingdom. Whoa! It's like, what a great price to pay. What a great price to pay. Oh, if we could pay it again and again and again. We went to a revival in Toronto. We lost a million U.S. dollars just by walking in the door. Support. I said, Lord, if I could pay it a hundred times, Lord, I would pay a hundred million, Lord. I'd never seen a million in our ministry, but but I said, Lord, if I could pay it a hundred times, Lord, it would be my great joy. So I said to that little, little child within the womb of my sweet spiritual daughter and my son, I laid hands on her. She was she she doesn't she's not one of those mamas that carry little, you know. She she looked ready, ready, really ready. One of our doctors from Norway was there and she said, Sweetie, she looked at me, she said, Hun, you can't, you know, she's not having this baby. She's one centimeter. You're just gonna have to take your plane. She's one centimeter. Do you understand? I said, No. She's one centimeter. I said, no. I said to Katie, get up, Katie. Get up. She said, okay. She's lying there thinking that another 30 hours. I said, get up right now. We're going to take a walk. I said, I got a few minutes. Like right now, two. That's how much I have now. Two minutes. So I picked her up. I said, come on, hon. We're walking. We start walking. Come on. Let's walk. She's like walking with me. We turn around. She's walking. I said, come on, let's walk. We need to have this baby now. We don't have another 30 hours. We don't have another 20 years. She suddenly went, ah! I said, okay, you can sit down. So I sat her down there. She said, the baby's coming. The doctor said, no, no, no. I said, yes, yes, yes. I've got to go. I've got to go. Shakarapa. And out he came. Just boom. Out he came. I lifted him up. I dedicated him to sweet Yeshua. I kissed him. I hold him. I blessed him. I rocked him. And I, I mean, I was covered in everything. I jumped in my truck. I raced to the airport. I was the last one on the plane. Hallelujah. That's what's about to happen here. Amen and amen. Now, I want you to all stand because I prayed about what to do and I felt like commissioning you 
as the two of you became one, I felt like the Lord said, commission them. This is a commissioning prayer, and I feel like God's just going to crash in on you. And there'll be prayer team and other people that'll stay when I go and catch another plane. But I'm telling you what God's about to do in and through this place and in and through the people of this house is going to reach out to the whole world and across the street. And this baby's going to be birthed. And there are going to be many, many, many souls. What you prayed for, two million souls, two million souls. I feel like that's just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like God just wants to use this house as a, as a worship and prayer. Even as Sean's here with a prayer furnace. I feel like there's something powerful about that. This place is going to be such a prayer furnace unto the Lord. Now that you have a building that you don't have to give away every week and set up every week. Now you have a place where there could be prayer night and day and day and night. Because out of intimacy, the harvest comes. Out of intimacy, the harvest comes. This house is a house of prayer. This house is a house of worship. This house is meant for prayer and worship. Out of prayer and worship, you will go to the nations. Out of prayer and worship, you will go across the street. Out of prayer and worship, you will go to the universities. Out of prayer and worship, you will go to the poor. Out of prayer and worship, you will go to Israel. Out of prayer and worship, you will go, says the Lord. This is a house of prayer. This is a house of oil. This is a house of wine. This is a house of fruitfulness. This is a house of bread. This is a house of rivers, says the Lord. So I say to legacy and heritage house of blessing. Today is like an exquisite banquet that we cannot keep to ourselves. It is a time of union and celebration of two lives, two congregations becoming one. Beloved Jesus Christ is the foundation of your congregations. You belong to Him and are co-heirs with Christ. You share His full inheritance as sons and daughters of the Most High. As God sent Jesus into the world, Jesus is sending you into the world. Ho! The Spirit of the Lord is on you. Raise your hands. Just raise your hands. This is your covenant blessing today. For the Lord has anointed you to preach good news to the poor. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind. All over Tennessee and all over the world, the blind will see. The brokenhearted will be healed. The poor will hear the good news. He has sent you to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Whoa! To carry revival fire from your union of congregations to the nations. Will you 
Preach the good news of the kingdom. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons and carry the glory of Jesus' love. Will you? Will you? Shaka rabba rabba. Really, really, really? Will you daily take up your cross and follow Jesus? Will you? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself, will you? Stop for the one. Love the poor, the widow, the orphan, the unlovely, and Israel. Will you go out low and slow, carrying the love and honor to them all? Go into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the cripple, the blind, and the lame, and invite them to the banquet that his house may be full? Ho! As Jesus said to them, Jesus is saying to you, therefore, lift your hands, lift your hands. Look to the harvest right now. I want you to see the harvest in Tennessee. I want you to see the harvest in this neighborhood. I want you to see the harvest that God is sending you to. Shake Will you therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that He has commanded? He will and is with you always to the very age of end of the age. As these two congregations become one, we commission you as one in heart and marriage union to go and bring home the lost bride as your first commission together. Remember John 6. Remember John 6. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. How will they feed so many? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. There's plenty of grass in this place. And they sat down and 5,000 men were there. And Jesus took the bread and the loaves and he gave thanks. And he distributed them and all who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Verily, truly, I say to you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. The bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread and he'd given thanks and he broke and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, it's a cup of suffering and joy. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. 
This is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew in my Father's kingdom. And this is how I feel to close. I've never done this before, but I feel like there are some of you that you've heard at the Go Conference and you've heard over and over and over about this great commission. And every time you hear it, your heart sinks because you're called to Tennessee. And your heart sinks and you feel, but God, I'm called to Tennessee. I'm called to be a school teacher. I'm called to to be a business person. Lord, I'm called to take care of my family, God. I'm called, I'm called to the local church, God. I, I'm I'm called to the PTA. And every time I hear this message, Lord, my heart sinks because I, I cannot run to the altar. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm a second class citizen. I feel like I have less than all those who go to the ends of the earth, Lord. What can you do with someone from Tennessee? What can you do with me? And I feel today like the Lord says to commission and to call all of those who are called for this season in their lives, at least for the next five years. You want to commit to reaching Tennessee with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to quickly run to this altar and kneel down. I feel like the Lord says that there is a commissioning to those who are called to Tennessee. And and I want you to come. You want to reach people in Tennessee. And I want to have I want to have Papa Don and Todd and Rachel and all the prayer team and all the elders of this church here that just merged with legacy. I want you all to lay hands upon these people that are called to Tennessee because you're the midwives. You didn't you could have sold this building, but you didn't. You gave it away. And here's the fruit. Here's the fruit. And these this fruit, these ones, I feel like God says that you're like the little boys and the little girls with all your little loaves and you're giving all of your little food, all that you have, your little lunch and your little fish for Tennessee to be saved. I want all the missionaries that are in other nations to come and also lay hands upon them. And I'm just going to ask you, just lead us in, a, in worship and let's just commission them. Lyle, I want you to commission these guys to Tennessee. Come and commission them. And we're going to pray for fire. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we agree with the Spirit and we release the fire branding of commissioning over each and every one today in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that the state in which we live is has been declared the volunteer state, Lord. And so we're coming before the throne today saying that here we are, like the prophet Isaiah, send us, we will go, we will be those volunteers. We will be sent ones. We will go as commissioned ones. God, we thank you for the Spirit of the Lord that is upon each one. And we ask for that to increase now as we lift up your name in worship. And you give us visions, 
people groups, neighborhoods, counties in the state of Tennessee. Perhaps for some of you guys, that's East Nashville, North Nashville, South Nashville, West Nashville. For some of you guys, you're even going to get street signs just flashing in front of your mind because maybe that's your street or maybe you just prayer walk that street or you drive by that street and you just notice it all the time. Maybe it's a grocery store that you shop at and you notice all the time or just particular landmarks throughout the city of Nashville that you just seem to, to, to notice. You can't get them off your heart. It's because there's an assignment from the Lord for you in that place and God's commissioning you today to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ, to share the gospel with power and supernatural signs following in Jesus' name. So just let that commissioning, just let that oil, in the same way that Mama Heidi was commissioned, you know, there was an oil that came down upon her. Just let that oil run down. You know, it's been talked about a lot today. Papa Don talked about it. Todd talked about it. Heidi talked about it, that oil. So just let that oil just run down. Just let that oil of commissioning just run down from your forehead. The Lord himself places it over you, pours it out over you. Not, not a little drop. Not a little drop like Sean said, but just a full horn of oil that's being poured out over you today for commissioning. So as we lift up our voices in worship, this is going to be our response to heaven. It's going to be our response to Jesus inviting us to go. And this song we're going to sing out together is just going to be our corporate response of here we are, God, and we say yes. Can we just say yes together? We say yes, Lord. This is our response, God. You've asked us to go. You've called us to go. And Lord, here we are collectively as a church body, as a community, as a congregation, as a family, saying yes, Lord. We say yes, God. We haven't always said yes, Lord, but today we declare that our yes will always be louder than our no. Doesn't matter how many times we said no in the past, God, today we, we just triumph over every no that we've ever whispered with a shout of submission to Jesus Christ. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes. So let's just receive this commissioning and respond. Oh 